0: Hey, this is Jimmy Mack from Rebel Force Radio.
1: Besides Star Wars, if you're itching to dive deep into all things geek, park your speeder right here at the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast.
2: And may the Force be
0: with you always. All right, welcome back, true believers, to another Quick Cuts episode of the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. Quick Cuts is a series of shows where we take three topics and invite some friends over to break them down. We've had such a fun time with the previous quick-cut shows that we hope you're enjoying them as well. Tonight, we've got quite a mix. Grab your sunscreen and your blasters, because it's always sunny on Scarif. Let's get down to business. excellent that's right let's get down to business how is everybody doing you are uh thank you for stopping by another episode of scare of scuttlebutt podcast we've got another episode of quick cuts and um as uh as you know from the introduction there quick cuts is uh, a couple of nerds talking about uh three particular topics and three hot takes we uh are uh, going to be uh chiming in giving our opinion we got some good topics uh gentlemen and lady how is everybody adam and josh from certain point of view uh another one of our wonderful red five members and uh, shanti is also in the house how are you guys tonight doing good
1: doing great
3: doing great Thanks for having us yeah doing well glad to be here
0: excellent yeah so uh, we've been talking about getting together for a while and i'm glad uh, we made it happen uh i know shanti uh we're um getting into her uh, bedtime here
3: but uh we'll we'll uh, (laughs) we'll get we'll get rolling
0: you're still young that's my
3: fault blame me i just came (laughs) back from my second viewing of black widow um so that that's why the the delay
0: i have to watch it again no problem no problem yeah i i enjoyed it i I enjoyed it yeah So, uh, again, like I said, thank you guys for joining us on uh, Quick Cuts. Um, You know, we've been having some pretty good discussions uh, the last three Quick Cuts. And uh, thank you for coming back. Uh, I know uh, we – what was the show that I was on with you guys? It was uh, Raiders of Indiana Jones. Indy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. First two. First two. Uh, Can't wait to dive back into that and uh, do uh, part two.
1: Actually, we have a little update for you. Josh rewatched one
3: and two. Yeah, yeah, I did. I, re- I really enjoyed them even more the second time around, and now <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for The Last Crusade and The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I'm ready for part two of our discussion at some point.
0: So. Excellent.
3: And he, he, he told me that he
1: actually liked uh, uh, um, Raiders better than... I did. Oh, wow.
0: Okay. I, I, I did. <laughs> Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> yeah. oh, he, he did, did you uh
0: <laughs> yeah did you pick up some of those uh easter eggs <laughs> that we were talking about
3: yeah yeah definitely definitely uh the i think was it club obi-wan or right what, no club that was Wan. was that
0: that was from temple yeah, of club doom yeah.
3: yeah oh that one was from temple of doom okay yeah um but yeah, I, I saw. I noticed more things the second time around, for sure.
0: Excellent. You know, when I watch movies, I always have to watch them uh, with different eyes. Obviously, I'm really into behind the scenes. So first of all, you know, I, I watch it for the overall experience. Then I get into the technical aspect, you know, the uh, n- not only the camera work, but some of the stuff that. Uh, that goes on behind the scenes, Easter eggs, obviously. Uh, with movies like that, you really have to kind of uh, really look for it because, as we know, you know, ILM is in charge of doing both uh, Star Wars and Indiana Jones. And I love just kind of looking for all those little uh, little tidbits, little nuggets of goodness that uh, that the folks at uh, ILM gives us. So, kudos to you, and thanks for uh, rewatching those for us. Absolutely. So again, getting down to business, uh, you know, I was listening to the uh, Salty Nerd podcast, the crew over there, uh, we're, we're going to start calling them the Shadow Squadron. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, Matt Vader was talking about uh, s- certain movies that uh, that they get to review. And one of the things that kind of. Uh, piqued my interest is uh, he had mentioned uh, turning off your brain when watching movies and I know you guys have heard that term uh, some people you know just kind of watch movies just to, to watch them and, and experience them uh, others like I mentioned a couple of minutes ago we kind of looked at them uh, from different perspectives uh, from a different point of view if you will but uh, it's <laughs> nice. It's, nice. Um, it, it, it's a term that, that it's trademarked <laughs> exactly. trademark. I'm not getting not going to get into uh, trouble. I might have to hire uh, Cam's attorneys. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it's a term that people use, obviously, you know, when watching movies, watching certain kinds of movies, I guess. But uh, turning off your brain, uh, I wanted to quickly chit-chat about that. What do you think about that term? And do you think that works when watching movies? Adam, let's go with you. Uh, for me, it only works
1: uh, if the movie is uh good enough that it's capturing my attention, you know. Um if if it's a bad movie and still entertaining, then I can still turn my turn my head off so to speak and you know just enjoy the film. But if I'm getting a little bored, getting a little out of the story, then it gets harder and harder to just kind of, you know, just kind of enjoy the ride. Um I think a good example today I was watching a movie called The Arrival, which is a Charlie Sheen movie from the 90s.
3: Not a great movie. I I love Um, the arrival. It's
1: it's really, it's really not. Um, But but I actually enjoyed the heck out of it. You know, that's one of the ones that I can turn my brain off and just enjoy it because you know, just kind of doing the whole alien thing with Charlie Sheen being Charlie Sheen. It was good enough for me that it kept my attention. And I think that's the difference. for me.
0: Yeah. And the, what do you think about? Like you just mentioned uh, if a movie is bad or anything, but like sometimes you have to kind of think about certain uh, plot points or threads. Uh, sometimes your brain does hurt trying to think about certain things, especially if the movie is bad. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Would that actually happen or I mean, does that kind of throw you out of the movie or is this where people talk about turning off your brain and just going for it?
1: I I think it depends on the situation. I think it depends on the movie itself, really. I mean, Josh and I have talked a couple of times about Tenet. You know, that's one of the ones that makes my head hurt. (laughs) Um, And it's like, you know, I, I have a hard time wrapping my brain around that one. So I have a little harder time enjoying that one, you know. Uh so I I think it depends on the situation, you know, those plot points. If if it's if it's making me work so hard for it that you know it's actually (laughs) causing physical pain, then that's not in you know, I'm I'm not enjoying it at that point. I I think that's kind of what I'm what I mean by if a movie's bad or not. It's uh if if it's catching my attention, if the story is good enough, if the story well, maybe not good enough, if the story is you know personally for me uh catching my attention then it's a lot that's
0: of interesting oh so you said tenant i thought it was i thought that movie was called 10 ets i'm like halfway through it i haven't even seen one et i'm like what the hell is going on here
3: <laughs> very deceiving <laughs> you're going to be really there's no ets here
1: where's a
2: rim Shut shot when you
0: need one <laughs> So Shanti, <laughs> what, what about you? Turning off your brain? Uh, I know we talk about movies a lot, but uh, are there any movies that uh, that you watch or that you experience that you turn off your brain or is it something that you really have to – you can't turn off your brain?
2: I like to think I'm an intelligent person, okay? <laughs> but for me, movies have always been a way to escape, and I use my brain constantly. Yes. So when I'm watching a movie, I don't, I actually do turn it off. I don't want to think about it. I don't, if I'm watching a certain movie, I don't want to solve it. You know what I mean? Like, for instance, okay. I was just re watching uh, Planet of the Apes. Like, the first time I had ever watched the original movie, I wasn't trying to. Figure out. Wait, that was any- the first time you watched the original one? No, I've seen it many times. I was just rewatching oh, gotcha, it gotcha. today for no reason. Right, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But the first time I had ever seen that movie, like in high school, I wasn't trying to figure it out. I just want to enjoy the ride. I want to be surprised. Yeah. I don't want mm-hmm. to figure it out. I don't want to play detective. Same thing with all these Marvel movies. You know, I appreciate the people that are looking for the Easter eggs and trying to connect it and this and that. But if I'm watching it for the first time, I just. Want to enjoy it, and then I'll go back and rewatch it and look for everything. So that's how I feel about it. I don't want to solve puzzles. <laughs> I don't want to. Do sure,
0: it. sure. But I, let me just ask you, *Planet of the Apes*. You did solve that one, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I <don't know> exactly. <laughs> Spoiler. Oh man. Hilarious. <laughs> so Josh, what about you? I know we just uh earlier we were talking about, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark and the the uh the movies there. I mean, you went ahead and rewatched them. Uh, you know, movies like that, obviously, you have to watch kind of a a couple of different times, but uh as far as turning off your brain, what do you think about that the, that terminology?
3: Yeah, I mean, I look at it in a couple different ways. Um I am also cursed with my brain being overactive and always thinking and um there's constantly something going on in my in my mind um in my life and so i like to watch movies and they it's kind of my escape you know my way of getting out of my own head and watching somebody else's vision and and then trying to like but I do like to think when I'm watching movies, you know, I, I do like to see those movies like Tenet, those Christopher Nolan movies like Inception um, are just a couple examples. I, I like those movies where I'm kind of, I am required to 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 think and maybe think outside of the box and and those types of things. Um, so, you know, on one hand, it takes me out of my own head, you know, but then on the other hand, I'm, I'm still thinking when I'm watching the movie because, um, maybe I'm, maybe I am trying to figure out what the plot's all about. The first time I watch a movie, I don't even notice like the score or, or anything or like all the diff- or different Easter eggs or th- because I'm just so wrapped up in the plot. So it's not really I don't really gain an appreciation for a movie, the full appreciation for it until I see it at least the second, sometimes third time. So I really like rewatching movies because then I can take all of it in. Um, instead of just focusing on what's going on in the story or plot-wise or what's, what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. You know, as far as uh, movies that, uh, you know, you're watching that you realize that, uh, you know, there's no way I'm going to finish this. And I'm talking about, for me, that was recently I watched, I started watching Army of the Dead, and I, I couldn't get past the credits. Like, once once that sequence right before the credits rolled, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> and, uh, you know, are, are those the type of movies that you just have to just actually turn your brain off and and just watch and experience? Or where do you draw the line as far as, all right, I can kind of get into this and just watch it, or this is so stupid, there's no way, I'm not even with the brain off, can I watch it? What do you guys think?
3: I think <laughs> when I run into those movies where it's like, I don't know. Maybe it's just so silly that it it requires like there's sometimes when I just like to sit back and, you know, turn my brain off and watch something that doesn't have a lot to it. But most of the time with those movies, I if I find myself in that situation where it's just kind of silly or not requiring much thought, I might actually just turn it off and watch something else. (laughs) But um, but there are times when I like a good comedy or, you know, something to just kind of shut my mind off. So
0: yeah adam what about you
1: yeah i think that comes back to what i was saying earlier about how much it just captures my attention you know if it's if there's not much there plot wise but you know it's still kind of a fun watch then i'm okay if i start getting bored then i start thinking about it more and you know start kind of poking holes through it in my own head so i i think that's i think i come back to come back
0: to that again Chantel's got a nice shit-eating grin on her face. What, what are you thinking? What do you think about, man?
2: Because I don't go into <laughs> movies with like that kind of mindset. I literally are going into any movie that I watch with just, I'm going to unwind, and I'm going to relax, and I'm not going to think about anything that's going on in my life, whether the movie is entertaining me or not. Although, then again, if it's not entertaining me, especially with the way things are now, I can just shut it off, which is great, but... Yeah, no. Mm -mm. I pretty much go in with an empty head. I just don't I don't want to think. Just want to enjoy.
0: That's interesting, because for me, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I I don't know if I'm able to shut off my brain when uh, going into a movie because I'm going into a movie for a reason. Obviously, escapism is obviously a big part of it. But um, I do sometimes want to you know, think about the problem or, or think about the MacGuffin, uh, as far as, you know, what, what are the characters doing? What will it end up? What will end up happening? Um, I do kind of want to solve the, the movie, you know, maybe beforehand or at least be surprised by, especially, you know, Shanti, you talked about Marvel universe movies. I do want to kind of I love finding the connections. I love finding the, the connective tissues between either characters or scenarios, you know, when, when watching all that stuff was, so when somebody mentions Mm -hmm. something that I know from another, you know, character, I'm like, Oh, you know, I I, I'll make the connection there. And I think that's kind of cool. Um, so I, I I don't know if I can definitely turn off my brain when watching movies per se, because again, you know, loving movies, especially behind the scenes stuff. For me, I want to be able to absorb all that. Um, and like I said, with the Army of the Dead, you know that that's a great zombie, smash them up, blow shit up, you know, you know stuff like that. That I I can't watch those types of movies just because. And I'll give you a, a good example, like the Fast and the Furious movies. I've never seen one Fast and Furious movie uh, because. I don't know. I, I just can't turn my brain off in that way, especially with those movies. So I
3: think I saw yeah, the first one. I liked one. the first one and then not any of the other ones. But. I
2: watched way too many of them. It's kind of, of like them.
3: Transformers for me.
2: I was forced.
3: That's <laughs> hilarious.
2: Well, I have and, an example. It, Hold on. I have an example yeah. for you because I have a friend, for instance, I don't want to solve things because I want to have the shock value for certain movies so here's a really prime example i have a friend who figured out the sixth sense within like the first 10 Uh, minutes of the movie and i got so freaking uh, pissed at them i was like you just fucking ruined it for yourself (laughs) how are you even going to enjoy the rest of the movie now i saw that (laughs) movie in the theater and i was blown away by the ending and i'm sure i would have seen it coming had i really like Really sat there and thought about it. But no, I just wanted to watch it, wanted to be entertained. And I'm glad because I was genuinely shocked by the end of the movie, which made me love the movie. So that's the other reason why sometimes I do want to just turn my brain off because I don't want to ruin it for myself.
3: Yeah, to that point, I think given how much I love Star Wars and how it's kind of my bread and butter and I go and research all these things and like I'm trying to figure out what's going to happen. Like I'm watching the trailers really closely and all the TV spots looking for clues like what's going to happen, you know, Um, but that's Star Wars and I, I do that with Star Wars, but I don't do that with like anything else. Um, like when it comes to Marvel and stuff, I just sit back and I just want, I'm not a comic book reader, so I don't really know um, what's going, what's going to happen. Um, so for me, Marvel's really that thing where I can just kind of sit back and see things unfold, but I have ruined a couple star Wars movies for myself because I went and looked for too much and I found out too much and, um, rise of Skywalker in particular is when I kind of ruined for myself by reading a plot leak that was actually accurate, um, so I'm going to try not to do that anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me just tell you that somehow Palpatine returned and he keeps <laughs> coming back. <laughs> somehow. Back. somehow.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. All right. Turning off your brain. Uh, great takes there from everybody. Thank you so much. Uh, so You guys are talking about comic books. Uh, Good segue for our next Quick Cuts topics. You know, uh, who is familiar with the comic book series uh, from the 70s, 80s? And I think it spilled a little bit into the 90s for Marvel Comics, the What If uh, books. Mm -mm. Nope. So, you know, What If um, back in the day was a very interesting title um it, it obviously posed the question what if and each you know each month i think it was a monthly or a bi-week uh, bi-monthly each uh comic book had uh i think two stories within like what if fantastic four you know uh didn't meet dr doom or what if uh, the amazing spider-man you know did uh stop ben parker's killer you know et cetera. Et cetera. those little uh, questions that really offer kind of a tantalizing look into an alternative future uh, from the character's perspective, you know, whatever character or story they were uh, playing with. But, you know, Marvel and uh, Disney Plus has the new What If series coming to Disney streaming uh, real soon. I can't remember what the date is, but um, what do you guys think of of this premise coming to you know, I, I wasn't gonna say live action, but it is an animated series. But uh, some of the actors are coming back to voice their characters. You've got Thor, you've got uh, Bozeman, you've got uh, uh, Iron Man coming back. So a lot of really cool things that are happening there. But as far as the story, uh, do you guys have any idea as far as like what is you know why are they doing it? What kind of additional information are they adding to the lore of of the characters in the MCU will this, is this just kind of like a one and done thing or do you guys feel that the fans will get something out of it? And I know, like I said, it's been a comic book for decades, but what about modern audiences? Do you think um, this is going to be a hit? What do you guys think?
1: I actually hope that people don't go into this expecting too much lore. I hope they, you know, to to roll back a little bit i hope they can turn their brain off a little for this thing you know uh and just kind of enjoy the ride i hope it's uh something fun uh that the fans can you know just kind of see a different take on on a story they might already kind of be familiar with um what i really hope this brings to marvel is more animation uh as far as the mcu goes and And when I say that, I am talking, you know, actual lore, canon stuff. I hope that, uh, that it's not just live action going forward. I hope that we can have, you know, um, perfect example has to be Spider-Man because I know Sony's kind of, kind of want him back pretty soon, but they don't have any say in what happens on TV or animation, you know? So, I mean, that character can live on in the MCU if it's not on film, you know, in a movie, um, I hope that this brings them the avenues to tell new stories in a new medium and that medium being animation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Chantel, do you think a regular moviegoer, somebody that might just kind of be a a casual MCU fan that's really not into the lore, really didn't grow up with comic books, do you think that this kind of thing will confuse people?
2: I mean that's me. I I didn't even know until you just said it right now that this even was a comic book and still after seeing the trailer I'm ready for it. I'm because it's something different. It's it's new. I agree with Adam. I I'm glad that we're going to get a little bit more animation. I mean, I I grew up with all that stuff. I watched the Batman animated series as a kid. I saw Spider-Man, X-Men. So um I thought it looked really cool. I thought it looked really entertaining, intriguing, Um, definitely turning my brain off for this one. I'm not going to look for it to connect to anything. I think this just might be a standalone thing. But I I can't wait. And I really don't feel like I can answer this question until I actually watch it (laughs) just to see what it's all about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, it's a very, uh very interesting premise. And I'm really glad that they when they announced it originally, um, was it uh, late last year? I forgot when they, they announced that. But I was, uh, you know, I was thinking, oh, my God, how are they going to do a live action? What if? But then they announced it was it was an animated thing. But the animation looks great. It really actually looks like a comic book, you know, you know, come to life. Yeah, so it's uh yeah. I would agree with you, Adam, that I really hope that uh, we see more of this animation, um, like you said, especially when it comes to the canon stuff, all the stuff that is supposed to happen in uh, in the MCU going forward. I think it'll give an opportunity just like, uh, you know, Star Wars animation gave the opportunity to kind of expand on the stories that we see in the cinematic world. Uh, down to the uh, to the streaming stuff. Uh, as far as the animation goes, so I think it enriches the universe. I think it enriches the characters, and it gives the uh, creative types the, an opportunity to kind of flesh out, uh, you know, some stories that m- you know may not be explored in in uh, in the big films, uh, the the big summer blockbusters. So I, I, I'm looking forward to it, um, Josh. What do you think? I mean, will it confuse people? Will people accept it? Uh, do you see this kind of a long running thing? I know the What If comic books were were going strong. Uh, I think I still have all of mine uh, in in my closet somewhere. What do you think?
3: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think again, I'm not a comic reader, so I'm not familiar with specifically what happens. But I am aware that it that it has been a running comic and everything. Um, I'm excited about it because I think a lot of fans often ponder those, those questions. Like, what if, like what if this happened instead of that? And we don't usually get to see that. um, But now we do, you know, it's, it's almost like fan fiction, but it's really not because somebody else wrote it and somebody else already created it. But um, it's just that opportunity to see different scenarios play out that we didn't get to see in the main storyline, um, so I think that's interesting and, and different. Um, and, but I do think there might be some people that will be confused because there were people that left the theater both times I saw Black Widow before the credits rolled. So <laughs> those people are going to be confused, I think, um, cause they, they, if they didn't know there was end, end credit scenes and they'll probably be confused by this. But I think, uh, um, a large portion of the f- fans will not be confused by it.
0: Yeah, when people get up before the credits, I want to get up and scream. I'm like, is this your first time
2: at an MCU movie? (laughs) Right. I'm very proud of my theater. Like 99% of the people (laughs) stayed sitting down like nobody moved. It was great. I was so proud.
3: Good. (laughs)
0: you know there's a lot of stuff out there for us nerds to kind of consume we've got animation comic books obviously the staple uh, of material but now we're getting you know we're getting uh, this nerd culture is getting embedded in I guess in regular people's lives uh, for lack of a better term and it's it's fascinating but it's almost like now you know we're getting people asking us um, like what what we think or what um, what is going on? It's almost like we are we have been uh, selected to be the chaperones in their experience of, of geekdom, um, and it's actually quite wonderful. Uh, it, it's really great to to, to kind of help people out. I know when I went uh, to go see uh, Solo, a Star Wars story, at the end when Darth Maul uh, pops up, half of the theater was like, Aah! the other half were like, huh? <laughs> so. <laughs> I know we had to explain a lot to <laughs> half of the theater there, but um, what? Just off topic, real fast. But what do you think about that? The whole, you know, geekdom just kind of coming back into. We're, oh, winning. we're winning we're, we're winning, winning. We're there's more of us Emmy nominations for god's <laughs> yes. sakes i heard the word the mandalorian spoken on public radio today because they were talking about the the emmys so mm. i'm like wait wait what wandavision Wanda, Wanda, Wanda yeah. oh my yeah. really well, mind
2: is blown i'm so excited the mandalorian yeah. is there with the crown that's crazy i know yeah Sorry, I'm huge on award season. I'm so happy. Yeah, yeah no, I get so it. Happy. I get it. Yeah, I'm,
3: I'm with you on that. Oh. Um, I'm I'm excited about that, and you know, I also think that um the fans that really pay close attention, like us, the nerds, the geeks, whatever <laughs> you want to call us, um, I think they deserve to be rewarded for the time and energy they put into these franchises, and yes. I think by putting stuff in there that only certain fans might understand, I, I think that's a, a great service to those fans. Um, and, and it's still like appealing to those that might not be into like the, um, I'm trying to think of the term, you know, kind of the, the deep cuts and everything like that. But, yeah. um, but, you know, I, I, think, I think you have to reward those fans, but still appeal to the larger audience at the same time, if you can.
0: And I think lately that has been quite a challenge. Uh, in in film because like I said there's a whole lot of material out there for us to sink our teeth into you know getting back to you know the original Star Wars back in 1977 there was nothing really to compare it to but now we've got 22 plus Marvel films Uh, you know, a slew of Star Wars movies and, and, and even more, you know, animated shows. So that universe is getting bigger and bigger, but at the same time, it's getting, you know, smaller and smaller too from a certain point of view, as far as, you know, the characters and, and, and uh, you know, everything that that's happening. I think they're, you know, I mean, the universe is like this big and they're focusing sometimes it seems like they're focusing on this one aspect of, the galaxy far, far away or, or, you know, I guess, you know, the same, right. right. Over and over again. Um, but again, you know, that, <laughs> I, I think that also comes to play when, 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 uh, when you said Josh that you have to reward the fans that have been with it for, you know, decades, mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really uh, this can get into another topic, but I'm really on the fence as far as new material when it comes to Star Wars, you know, stepping away from this topic for a second. It's um, it's interesting because, you know, we 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 grew up with that time period. Uh, we love that time period and the characters within. But then you give us something new. Like you know, the the, the new stuff that uh, that the authors are doing with uh, Project Luminous and things like that, and then people shit all over it because it's yeah. new and nobody knows. Exactly. It's like, oh my god! Exactly. But it's an interesting dichotomy for sure. But I like what Shanti said.
2: We're winning. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And Speaking of blockbuster winners, uh, our next topic is something that I, that probably you know if we uh, continue to to talk uh, ad nauseum, it's something that um, definitely would garner a very long conversation. Because uh, Chantel, I know you're very passionate about this last topic. Oh yeah, um, I know. I'm I'm I've got some opinions <laughs> as well. But, uh, you know, cinema, film, blockbuster, popcorn flicks, these are terms that are used kind of interchangeably, uh, especially when it comes to our genre uh, as far as, uh, you know, space, sci-fi, fantasy, uh, you know, movies like Lord of the Rings and obviously the Star Wars. But um, it's kind of a weird thing when you come and think of movies as a product for the masses or movies for a very small percentage where some people might call those like art films. Um, and who's the, uh, the actor was it De Niro that uh, kind of uh, took a crap on, on movies. Uh, Corsese. Corsese. Yeah, Corsese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think? Let's break that down. Uh, how do you differentiate, differentiate the, the term Uh, when, you know, I want to say movies are movies, but obviously there's different levels of filmmaking and, and voices and things like that. But, uh, Chantel, I'm going to start with you because I know you've got, um, you've got some very (laughs) strong opinions about that. Um, what, what do you think about that?
2: Well, I'm a little bit, I guess you could say I'm a bit of a movie snob. Um, Yes. That's fine. That's fine. I I really do like to put things in their proper category. I've been watching, as you just heard, you know, the awards season has always been a big thing for me. I've been watching the Oscars probably since I was 12, 13 years old. It's a big to do for me. So like, I think I said this on our last quick cuts, when you have people saying that Gal Gadot should have gotten an Oscar nomination for the first Wonder Woman movie, I'm kind of like, what? I'm like, I don't,
3: (laughs) What (laughs) I don't, let's
2: not go there. How can you say something like that? And listen, that's, you know, I, I, I appreciate the support. I do think it's really great, but I can't put her in the same category as, you know, going against maybe somebody like Meryl Streep or Viola Davis. And, but then even within our own little, you know, nerd world, I can't sit here like the Nolan Batman's; those are films to me. Same thing with the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. That that's a film. To then compare that to like a Snyder movie, you see now I use the word movie. I can't call those films. I just can't. So I just think it. it, I don't. uh, It just all depends. It just all depends. Yeah, it's. I'm very particular about that.
0: yeah. So it's very funny. I mean, I picked up on on the fact that, you know, you, you wouldn't call Wonder Woman a film. Nope. It's a movie. Mm-hmm. But you'd call The Dark Knight a film. Yes. But wh- where do you where do you draw that line? What makes it one versus the other for you?
2: I think there is a certain level of campiness versus nolan this is someone who's uh, not to not to say that anyone that's directed the other ones like patty jenkins or anything like that aren't serious directors it's just because nolan has always been known for pumping out these kind of serious dramatic movies he didn't take batman to a fantastical uh you know, place like Snyder did. I mean, it was a very grounded, realistic movie where I truly felt like this is something that could actually go down in real life. And that to me made it more like I was watching a dramatic film than I was watching an actual superhero movie. Same thing with Joker. I completely took myself out of that line of thinking that this is a DC movie. No, it's not. To me it's not a DC movie. This is not the Joker that we that we that we know in that sense. This was a character study. This was purely about psychology, the way it was filmed, the acting too. I think the acting is also a really big thing. You know. So just like the Marvel movies, those are those are movies, you know. Yes, they're they're all really great in the movie, but I, I can't imagine Chris Evans being talked about, you know, for an Oscar nomination versus somebody like Joaquin Phoenix who did a stellar job playing that character as the Joker. So it, it's so hard. I, it's the feel of it, it's the music, it's the direction, it's it's the acting. There's so many factors.
0: Yeah, definitely. So Adam, you know, Phil So filmmaking is a process. That utilizes all the senses, visual, audio, et cetera, to communicate emotion. I think smell, smell. sometimes, yeah, because your brain just smell a vision. Smell vision. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, it's, I, I think the severity of those emotions might be the line that separates film versus blockbuster, as Chantel was describing it. Um, what do you think for you personally? What, what separates that line? Or does it, is there a, a difference? I.
1: I think me personally, I use those terms you know, that we're talking about here, like cinema film, blockbuster, popcorn, flick, that type of stuff. I almost use them more to categorize, categorize genres instead of like uh, quality okay. of the film, you know? So like, I'll put like action movies, comic book movies, and you know, those are kind of like the blockbuster popcorn type things, you know? Um, you know, kind of like Chantal was saying with Joker and and stuff like that. Those are more kind of like the more serious. So I might call those like films. Um, and then the stuff that I don't understand. That's. <laughs> 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 um, but but seriously, like for me, it's 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 really more of a way to like kind of group genres into like different into like a a category or family or you know something like that.
0: I guess. Interesting. Interesting. About you, Josh?
3: Yeah, I mean, I always just um, called them all movies until (laughs) until I took a a couple uh, film classes (laughs) in college, and and so I I really got into like the study of film and all those different aspects of of film. And I really love like behind the scenes things, Ro, like you mentioned, and and I can echo a lot of the things Chantel said as well. And I I, I I'm really into award season and the Oscars and everything. I I like that stuff. Um, So. You know i feel like when i when i would do reviews i used to do reviews in written form you know um and do articles and everything that way and and i would usually refer to movies as films and i like i was like am i sounding a little snobbish right now calling everything film um but that's kind of the term I, i like the most is film but Um, cinema when I think of the word cinema I just think of the overall experience of cinema you know or the theater experience or just kind of an overarching term Um, but yeah I would I would agree that the film maybe is you know those efforts that are being made for award season you know they're really looking at all the different aspects of film like cinematography and acting as Chantal mentioned and and really looking at all of those things you know um you know designing set design art, art artistic you know um all those things so that's what I think of when I think of film and then in terms of blockbusters and popcorn flicks I kind of put those two together and I definitely think of those summer movies that are trying to pull in a bunch of money and like I I, I think of like Transformers or fast and the Furious um where they're just, they're throwing out action they're explosions. They don't care really about the acting or <laughs> the cinematography, or if they're going to win an award or anything, they just, they're just trying to pull in the money, you know? So, so that's kind of how I think now about those types of films. So.
0: so you, uh, <laughs> you mentioned certain uh, filmmaking aspects like cinematography and set design and, mm-hmm. and all the things that go into making uh, a movie, whether it's a film or a blockbuster, but um don't all movies from from that aspect aren't they all designed to kind of evoke some sort of emotion, whether it's camp or fear, uh, corniness or you know stellar performances? Aren't they all kind of designed to get funneled into this you know this this thing that we call you know movies? And then or, or, or are we the ones that put value? into the movies and obviously you know during award season obviously the you know the organizations get together and say oh my god you know this guy was fabulous let's give her award whatever whatever but um, I don't know I'm playing devil's advocate aren't they all don't they all start like at the same place and it's up to us to kind of categorize or compartmentalize the effects of, of those when it comes to the emotion that the films evoke what do you think?
3: That's a, that's a really good question. Yeah, that is a good
1: question.
0: That, that question for me was cinema. I didn't <laughs> <like> cinema. <laughs> <It's> Beautiful. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. I mean, you know, you talk about, uh, you know, the, yeah, the movie yeah. Transformers. Uh, obviously, you know, you still want it to look the best it could look. So you hire a great, uh, you know, cinematographer. You want, uh, you know, the lighting to be great. You want the effects to be great um you know I I don't think a director goes in and says you know what um I'm gonna hire Vin Diesel because I just need a, a some poor Jamook to you know read these lines um but the you know there's certain whether you like movies like Transformers or not there is still a certain art form in those movies I mean even in the, you know, he gets a lot of shit for his slow motion explosions uh, in the Transformers movies and things like that. But there's still kind of a, a, a wonky, wacky art form to to shots like that. And they're mimicked time and time again by other directors. They, uh, they they become obviously formulaic, but, you know, they're still there to to kind of extract some sort of emotion. And, you know, whether it's you know, sadness uh, with, uh, you know, projects like The Crown or excitement with, uh, you know, Transformers blowing up half of Chicago. It's, uh, the I think the basic concept is still there, don't you think?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think you're, no matter what, you're trying to appeal to to some certain audience. You know, I, I think that, you know, a lot of directors or filmmakers have, um certain things they're trying certain goals they're trying to meet with whatever film and hopefully it would be something that that is close to and important to them what they're trying to make but I, you know I think there are certainly a lot of people that respond to movies whatever kind of emotion or sense they're getting out of that um if we think about like the, even the recent box office numbers with uh, fast nine um you know I mean it's it's been making a good amount of money especially considering, the time that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it certainly appeals to, to, to people, you know, um, and different people enjoy different things. So, so yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely, that's a good question.
0: And obviously, you know, we get into that, uh, argument, uh, that people love to fling around, uh, social media just because it makes a lot of money doesn't mean it's a good movie. Um, and vice versa, there's really great movies that don't get you know don't get to find their audience mm-hmm. um so you know it, it's interesting so you know so are we saying that uh you know the difference or the I, I guess the categorical difference between a film and a blockbuster popcorn is that kind of an intangible it is is it uh yeah
1: uh, yeah i think so i i think it means something a little
0: subjective different there's there's certainly some the gray area office, there yeah, yeah. Interesting.
3: To each huh. their
2: own. Mm-hmm.
1: E- to each their Everyone own. Everyone
2: has a different opinion. It's all subjective. Yeah. I don't expect to see a Marvel movie at Cannes Film Festival, but that doesn't mean it can't happen. Mm-hmm. And if it does, great.
0: Can you imagine though a Marvel movie at uh, Cannes or why not? Or, uh, You know, a festival like that. Sure. I mean, there are definitely titles in the Marvel, uh, you know, archives I mean. that. And Black that Panther would. was up
3: for Best Picture. So.
2: There was pretty much a consensus that Heath Ledger should yeah. have won his Oscar for The Dark Knight right. as playing the Joker. And mm-hmm. he did. He deserved every inch of that award. Yeah. Who would have thought?
0: I think, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, there's uh, there are certain situations, actors, movies that kind of transcend their own genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ledger is a perfect example of that. Uh, you know, you go into these, you know, comic book movies expecting one thing, but you get pleasantly surprised when you get out of it, uh, you know, a performance like, uh, like Ledger's uh, was in, in, in the Batman movies. So, uh, it definitely is, uh, a situation of to each their own. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, I, I think, uh, you know, for the most part, I think any movie, uh, that is worth making is worth watching and, uh, that's my take. Any uh, last thoughts on uh, any of our topics tonight? This has been a really great uh, quick cut. You guys are great. Thoughts?
2: <laughs> I love movies.
3: <laughs> yeah, me too. I just do.
2: <laughs> I was thinking about that today while I was watching Planet of the Apes and thinking about, you know, the topics that we were going dis- to be discussing. And that's all I kept thinking is, God, I love movies.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, something about, uh, you know, watching these stories unfold, um, you know, again, just about turning off your brain. But really, there's just something magical about about the way that movies affect you. I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously, you know, speaking to to you guys, you know, these these movies do affect us in, in different ways. There's just something about them. Whether it's, you know, and and not just us to everybody, whether it's the music or the, the, the camera work, the acting, something speaks to us on a deeper level. And that I think certainly is an intangible and it only means something to that particular person. It's like a snowflake, uh, very unique when it Mm -hmm. comes to, to relating to, to movies.
3: Yeah, and and to that point, I I would say, I would argue that there's nothing that can compare to the theater experience. And, you know, just being back in the theater again, you know, after a few months um, away, I think we we saw, I I saw Godzilla versus Kong in the theater. That was like the last one I saw. So it's been a few months, but now it was like it was a theater full of people. Um, They didn't have any separation between seats or anything like that. Um, And it was just kind of, great to like be in the theater again with a room full of people and hear people laughing because you know david harbour is hilarious as the red guardian and everything um and just hearing their reactions and everything and just that experience you know i i hope people will continue to go to the the theaters and that they can continue to exist and thrive you
0: know amen to that
2: yeah i cried when i saw cruella in theaters As soon as my, (laughs) as soon as my butt hit Uh, that seat and I saw the screen in front of me, it was just, it was so emotional. And when I went to go see Black Widow last Thursday, I went straight for that concession stand and I bought so much stuff from there just to (laughs) pump money into the computer. And I agree, Josh. Yes. Okay. There might be a certain level of comfortability and, you know, easiness to just watching movies at home. But I'm sorry, there's nothing and there's nothing that can compare to being in the theater, being in in the dark room, no distractions, the big screen. And that was something that I mentioned to a friend of mine, it was so nice having an audience where you're hearing everybody laugh at the same parts and it's just bouncing off the walls or you're mm-hmm. hearing everybody gasp at the same time when we saw the post credit scene. And it just gave me goosebumps that it's like, this is something that we're sharing collectively. We're together, no one's fighting and we're all enjoying this together. And it's a common ground.
3: Yep, absolutely.
0: Okay. And I definitely think that is the uh, that's, it's a secret of uh what movies kind of pull out of us uh i think we obviously we we feel something we experience an emotion but we also take in other people's experience and other people's emotions that are around us it's it's uh it's complete complete empathy i think and it's mm-hmm. uh i think it's what feeds our own uh experiences and i think maybe we should learn a little bit of that empathy uh and bring it out to the real world
3: agreed yeah couldn't have said it better Mm
0: -hmm. is that cinema adam Adam?
2: (laughs) (laughs) no i understood that
3: one it
1: it was beautiful though so uh, it'll be i'll call it film awesome awesome might be oscar
3: worthy (laughs) yeah
0: there you go (laughs) Adam, Josh, uh, guys, thank you very much again for joining us on, uh, this, uh, scare of scuttlebutt quick cuts episode. Uh, tell our listeners where we can find you.
1: Uh, best place check out the website from a certain point of view.com. Uh, we're also on the socials. Usually you can find us under our, our show name from a certain point of view at Twitter and Instagram. It's a uh, certain POV pod. Uh, so you can check us out there. That's probably where we're most active. Um, And as far as the show goes, you can find us on most of those major podcast apps. So whatever you use to listen, we're most likely on there. So.
0: And uh, we totally missed you uh, at ScarifCon this weekend. Uh, I know we uh, we sang Nicole a happy birthday, but uh, you deserved one too. But uh, happy birthday, brother!
1: Yay. <laughs> well, you guys were really really <laughs> awesome to me online. I mean, I, I got a lot of happy Good. birthdays anyway, so uh, I felt like I was there, and I felt like I was. I, I didn't feel like I was definitely having a great time uh, watching everything unfold <laughs> on YouTube. So next best thing to being there and uh, next year we'll have to take that next step up and and actually be there sounds
3: like a good time
0: mm-hmm. so. good times we're definitely had isn't that right chantel yes,
2: definitely <laughs> <laughs> what are you implying I Saw something about a bird
0: <laughs> <cage. I'm lying. laughs> well these guys will have to experience it next year <laughs> chantel oh, where can folks find you
2: on twitter at chantel 729 <laughs> And I'm super active,
0: <laughs> and in the birdcage.
2: Yeah, in the birdcage.
0: Josh, I know you just finished uh, watching some Indiana Jones movies. Uh, when are you going to get started so I can get back on your show?
3: Oh, I, I think within the next week or so, I'll be watching those other two. So, yeah, I'm thinking pretty soon here.
2: Include me on that. I just rewatched all four not long ago. All right. so they're Sounds fresh good. They're you're, fresh in my you're, mind. You're there.
0: Yep, we're in. Yep. we open in. invitation. All
2: right, uh, awesome. So I just want
0: to remind folks: uh, if you want to support uh, the shenanigans here at the Scare Scuttlebutt podcast, head on over to patreoncom scuttlebutt. We got multiple tiers with some multiple perks. We also have a Tea Public. Uh, t-shirt site with uh, a lot of not our uh, not only our uh, t-shirts but a lot of the red five member t-shirts that are out there search scare podcasts and T public and shoot us a voicemail at 8659 let us know uh, what you guys thought of today's episode or if you have any other suggestions we usually take suggestions especially for these quick cuts these are really great short shows uh, Chantel, you want to take us out
2: <laughs> That's the scuttlebutt.
0: Excellent. That is the scuttlebutt. This is Roe signing off. Brad, be safe wherever you're at. May the force be with you. Greetings, listener. Just a reminder that
1: the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the Red 5 Network family red5network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love so the next time you're itching for quality content make sure you head over to red5network.com you'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more
3: all wings report in it's the red 5 network